You'll be appearing next Sunday, uh, June 28th, at the uh, Solid Sound Festival at Mass Mocha in North Adams, Massachusetts. You have a recent release on Blue Note called Wild Man Dance, a concert performance from a couple of years ago in Poland. Uh, I wonder if you will be playing um, Wild Man Dance at Solid Sound. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that music is still fresh, and so... I'm sure some of that will show up, yeah, of course. It's a beautiful performance, um, uh, sweet length and um, and sweet, and uh, it sounds like you're happy with it. Yes, I am. Thank you. Very good. You know, I saw you with Billy Higgins a few times, Master Higgins, as you mm-hmm. always uh, introduced him, and, um, and uh, I love that you called him Master Higgins. Uh, it stays with me here 15 years since he passed, and... Um, and I was reading recently that um, you said that near the end of Billy's life, he was ill for a while before he passed, that um, that you were thinking about going back into another hiatus and uh, leaving the scene, and, uh, and that you had conveyed something to Billy about, no one cares about this music. He convinced you to do otherwise. But, you know, I think that everyone who's involved with this music, this so-called jazz, has got to deal with that beast all the time, that concern that no one cares about it. I wonder how you feel about that today. Well, it's a strange question, but an interesting question, and I don't know if we have time to go into that. I don't know if the phone is the right instrument, but how to say that it's our indigenous art form. You know, we go all around the world. People lay out the carpet for us and great appreciation. And in our own home, where this music was created, uh, it's still sort of a, a victim of a rigged game, if you follow me. Mm-hmm. And um, I made a commitment to Master Higgins that I would uh, continue the endeavor. Uh, I said to him, no one really cares about this music. And he said, well, fuck them, we care. Pardon my language. I hope you can bleep that or whatever you have to do. Uh, and his rebuke was so strong, I just made a commitment that uh, I would, as long as I have breath, continue to uh, be in service. And Master Higgins was always in service, and he was a wonderful uh, uh, drum major for peace, and he brought joy to the world and there's something about this music that the effulgence of it and the the elevation and the radiance and what it does for those who love it and who hear it it's it's uh, i don't have words for it so i decided to dial back my sensitivity to the world in that way and to understand that it keep, it continues uh to be a dog's curly tail, this world that we live in, but uh, that's not for me to judge or to bother. It's for me to, uh, I'm blessed with music, I'm drunk with it, and it's always been uh, my grace, so to say. And so I I have to take another look at it, and that's what what I've been doing. And it turns out that uh, when I... um, don't have that um, I don't know the word
but when I don't, when when it doesn't bother me so much that folks don't care, uh, I must uh, go forward uh, and sing the song. Mm-hmm. Well, if Master Higgins is to thank, and part at least for that uh, continual service that you're providing, uh, thanks uh, all over again to well, Smiling so Billy you. Higgins. Huh? Well, thank you. You're on public radio. I mm-hmm. mean, you're, you're doing something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But, you know, it's always strange, even public radio and, and public television. My wife made a wonderful documentary. Did you happen to see it yet, Arrows into Infinity? Uh, no, I haven't. Mm-mm. Well, that that's interesting that for someone who cares and have been following it for all these years, as you say. Uh, anyway, the film was released uh, oh, about a year ago, I think, and um, it's been appreciated around the world. Uh, but here you are doing this work, and you don't know about it. Anyway, uh, what, what I'm <laughs> trying to get at is that... Um, Gee, I don't know. I got thrown for a loop that you didn't know about the film. No, I'm terribly sorry. Oh, I know what what I was about to tell you. She sent it to uh, American Masters, and, okay. and it's a it's a great piece of work. It's not just about me. It's uh, the, all kinds of people in it. Even Ornette, who recently mm-hmm. left, uh, mm-hmm. he's in it as well as uh, a lot of great great uh, artists are in it. However, uh, what I was getting at was that. She sent it to American Masters, and uh, they said, well, it's great and we like it, but Charles is not a household name, so we can't really put it on our program. Mm. So, uh, you, you know, you keep hearing crazy stuff like that. Sure, know? sure. Yeah. Well, um, let's hope that changes. But um... uh, Yeah, right, that's what I said. Yeah. It's strange, you know, when Master Higgins left, I think it was... Uh, in May, May 21st of, uh, what was that, 2001. Mm-hmm. And then September of 2001, 9-11 happened. And uh, that was, um, you know, you mean, only because you asked the question early on, or, or you mentioned Master Higgins, the the, the thing that's, that's interesting, that, that just came to my, to the front of my, <laughs> my, my questioning of, of of a lot of things. So Master Higgins was someone who uh, he could swing from. He was very great from a very young age. I was eighteen. He was nineteen when we met, and we we shared so much together. And then he left with Ornette in '59. They went to the five spot. Can you imagine? They played there for almost a year. Mm-hmm. And that something like that would never happen anymore. <laughs> but I was around when Giants roamed the earth, and so that that was a beautiful thing. And I came the next year. I replaced Eric Dolphy with Chico Hamilton, and so he had gone with Mingus. Mm-hmm. And so that that was um, interesting. But what's uh, what, what what I was tying together was that. Um, Ornette just left, you know, and uh, he was someone special also. And then this thing happened with that church in in Charleston. Mm. And, you know, it seems like Mm -hmm. I think that quiet as is kept, I think some of these great masters are are holding up the, how do you say? um, The center. (laughs) 
precisely. <laughs> the sensor. And it, it, it came to, to my mind, and then once I was taken to that church and, and just outside of Charleston called Angel Oak, there's a, an oak tree there that's older than eternity, in a manner of speaking, it's at least 1,500 years old. And a sage took me there, and uh, I played under that tree. And, you know, I just... My wife has a Facebook page that she set up for me, and I'm looking now at that tree, and I'm playing under that tree. And, uh, you know, it's all kind of heavy, and at the same time, I must uh, continue uh, to serve, and, uh, you know, I hope people hear it, but it, it troubles me that you don't know about Dorothy's film, Arrows into Infinity, uh, because uh, it's, not a, it's not a secret. ECM released it, and, uh, but I suppose everybody's so busy now doing whatever they're doing, and I, I know you're calling me to talk about this uh, a concert that's coming up for this festival, and uh, I think that it's a wonderful thing that that I get interested invitations. I just played in Tennessee, of all places. Uh, I was actually uh, my origin; mm-hmm. the body was born there. But there, uh, there was a, there's a festival called Bonnaroo, and I just played sure. there, and oh. it's like they got their own land, 700 acres, and 80,000 people were there, mm-hmm. and it was a it was a throwback to an earlier uh, utopian vi- vision of time, and I've seen that movie before. So it's it's like I keep going through and seeing all this stuff, and I, I wonder when when will it get real? Mm. Pardon my uh, carrying on here. Not at all, not at all. Um, and I'm just taking a look here as we speak at Arrows into Infinity. And I can see that I can watch that tonight, um, and I'm going to do that. So thank you very much for bringing that to my attention. Um, I think I can watch it tonight. But, through, but uh, why, you, you know, you, you asked me uh, deep questions and, and about that, that question about people not caring. Uh, you seem to be one who cares, but mm-hmm. then at the same time, uh, you know, I come from a time when we were like this. We would. I was a kid in Memphis, but we would hear about uh, Hank Jones up in Detroit or someone, or we would hear about Blue Mitchell, or, or and I would travel around with these uh, rhythm and blues bands and like that uh, early on. But we always wanted to know who had it and and who. I suppose coming from a history of people like Lester Young and Charlie Parker and. Uh, you know, Duke Ellington and all of that, even up to the ma- modern masters like Coltrane and Sonny Rollins. And I was a close friend with Ornette in California. So I was around when giants roamed the earth. But it, it makes you uh, wonder what, why. Uh, and all these people were, were great uh, thinkers and, and and creative forces, but to that Thing you just addressed with me about uh, sages upholding uh, the Dharma, so to say, and uh, bringing light. And then there's there's always this this seemingly uh, no matter what we do, uh, 
it's still uh, ignorance seems to be a preponderant uh, thing that goes on. And I, I was I was always naive enough to think that the folks would wake up at some time and realize that we're all God's children and we're just passing through and uh, you can't build a house on a bridge and this. So like that, that wild man dance, my new recording, it, I try to <laughs> address the universality of, of that meaning that the wisdom of the ancients, I, I had, a, I have this great, uh, lyra player from Greece, uh, Socrates Sinopolis, who's, uh, who's a master of, of the, the lyra, which is like their violin. And then, then this, uh, Miklos Lukas, who's from Hungary, and he plays the cymbalom. Uh, and I was always moved by Bela Bartok's music in Booker Little, and I used to study his scores when I was in high school, even. And so I'm always curious about those sages and, and music masters, because music happens in the fourth dimension, who bring something of the eternal verities to us, and then how can we not know about each other? And even you being a cosmopolite, you, you're there, and you, you didn't even know about our film. And so I don't know what it takes for us. To, and, I, and that was even released on ECM, which has major distribution, but it didn't get to your eyes or ears or, or, or your yeah, eyes. Mm-hmm, I was about mm-hmm. to say vision. That'd mm-hmm. be redundant. But so here I am, a dreamer who still questions all of this stuff, but at the same time, I made a, a commitment to uh, uh, go down with the ship. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Um, you mentioned Ornette. He did. He passed a week ago yesterday, June 11th. Um, I know that you knew Ornette. Um, and we also lost another giant recently in B.B. King. And as I understand it, you had an association with B.B. when you were young. Yes, up I in knew Memphis. him and I played with him also. And... Uh, and Howling Wolf and Junior Parker and Johnny Ace and Bobby Blue Bland. So, you see, I come from Memphis, and it's about 400 miles upriver from New Orleans, and I just played there recently. And all of this stuff is kind of coming in at me again. Uh, but I'm really, you do bring up something that, that that's very touching to me, that the service is important, whether... They care or not care, uh, we care, and that's what's important. Hmm. How formative was that experience for you in your uh, early teens, wasn't it, when you uh, played with Very B.B.? early and... teens. My, my mentor was Phineas Newborn. He he found me at nine years old on an amateur show and, and straightened me out and <laughs> took me... Uh,
it's a music of freedom and wonder, and it also, I found that it, it continues to lead one forward. So I'm actually happy that I didn't go back into the forest, uh, mm-hmm. because Master Higgins was right in his rebuke, because uh, this is what we are doing, and uh, I'm I'm very blessed. You know, sometimes things do change, though, and get somewhat better. For example, uh, I had to go off offshore to leave my country and record with ECM, which is a company that, that's from Germany, mm-hmm. but it was run by a man, Manfred Eicher, who cares about music and is a sensitive. And and I found that they didn't have the same kind of uh, uh, attitude of the U.S. corporate structure. But lo and behold, in my lifetime, a young man, Don Waz, now takes over a blue note, and he comes around to me with an enlightened uh, notion. And he says, I'm your fan since I was a teenager, and you know, I've recorded the Rolling Stones and Bob Dylan and all these people, but you're my hero, and I want to, uh, I, I, I want you to be the first on my label. And it took me a while to realize that that he meant it. And uh, hmm. so I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a reluctant bride, you know, in all of these <laughs> things. But I, what I'm trying to say is, I think that there is some sort of a enlightened notion sometimes from some of us who would like to change things and and see uh, not the perpetuation of a rigged game and uh, the old uh, uh, kind of greed mentality that Mm -hmm. that has prevailed uh, to the the, uh, detriment of of artists and and writers and and poets and such and all people who, who are trying to be in service and bring something of, of beauty and depth, you know. Mm-hmm. Could we stay in Memphis for just a little while longer? Sure, and, um, you can try it. All right. Um, it, it dances around. It's not It's not fixed. Sure, and, uh, sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with B.B.'s uh, passing uh, several weeks ago, I've... I uh, didn't mean to make light of that. He was very great. Oh, yeah. You know what B.B. stands for? Yeah, blues boy or Beale Street blues boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've written extensively about B.B. King, and uh, and I interviewed um, a writer named Preston Lauderback a couple of weeks ago who's written a couple of uh, uh, books in recent years, one called The Chitlin Circuit, and his more recent book is called Dynasty, which is a history of uh, Beale Street in Memphis. It's a fascinating uh, and deep history into, um, you know, the boulevard that uh, I'm sure you'll remember was known as the Main Street of Black America uh, back in the day, and... Um, um, and I'm aware of your uh, early connection with uh, B.B. and Junior Parker and others and uh, Willie Mitchell. And um, and you mentioned Johnny Ace. And everyone I know, including myself, is always curious to know just a little bit more about this uh, uh, a great singer and tragic figure. Okay, what do you remember of Johnny Ace? <laughs> well, uh, wow. first of all, did, did, did you know that B.B. was on the radio. He had a radio show. Yes. Uh-huh. There was a station called WDIA. Yep. And uh, he went over there and, and auditioned somehow, and they said, sure, you could be on the air. You know, we, we're not going to pay you anything or whatever. You know. But anyway, and there was some little patent medicine in those days called Pepticon, and that was his sponsor, and mm-hmm. he had a lot of people drinking <laughs> that stuff. Right. Uh, I think it, it had a little alcohol in it, you know, <laughs> right. so it would be a remedy for folks, you know. Sure. Anyway, uh, so... 
Riley, he comes from Indianola, Mississippi, around there. It'll mm-hmm. be there, actually, to be more precise. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what What was your question? Well, it was more about Johnny Ace. Oh, Johnny Ace. Yeah. You moved over there. Johnny Ace, and I laughed, and, and <laughs> I had to go back to make sure you knew enough about B.B. Uh, he was a sharp dresser, too. Did you know that? B.B. Uh, and Johnny, yeah. huh? I mean, early on, he was he, when he he was felt. He was a he was very trim. He wasn't like he hadn't gained all that, put on all that weight that he did mm-hmm. later in life. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. and he was always a very kind. And th- I'm coming to Johnny Ace. He was sure. always a kind, very thoughtful leader. And he also liked us modernists. He he liked uh, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, he liked he liked uh, guys who who had something special, some special talent. He took George Coleman on the road with him, you know, when right. George was maybe 18 or 19, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Ace was very strange. He was a... He, what I laughed about was that I was just on Tavis Smiley's show. Do you know who he is? Oh, sure. Yeah, oh. I saw I saw the show. Yeah. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I talked about Johnny Ace. Did you not hear that? No, I heard you mention Johnny Ace. Well, yep. I, I just mentioned... Well, you know, it's it's... It's ten cents a dance. I mean, they don't have time to. They they talk to the Hollywood people for half an hour, and they talk to to me for. <laughs> I noticed it was it was eleven minutes. Yeah, I got eleven yeah. minutes yeah. right, but that's okay. And then a lot of people were writing writing to me saying, "Please, well, you know, we the only problem with that was too short, and why why, why couldn't he give you two hours <laughs> sure, or something like right. that?" Anyway, so he, here's the thing about Johnny A's. And I said it on Tavi's show, but what I remember, mo- I didn't know him well. Mm-hmm. Of course, I was a little kid, you know, and and I had these gigs with these people, and uh, you know, they, I, I wasn't so close. To, I was not close to him at all. Uh, but here's what's really interesting: he used to play the blues so slow. You know how Shirley Horn could sing really slow, <laughs> yeah, I slow know. tempo. Great. He would sing the blues so slow, <laughs> and as I said to, to uh, on Tavis's show. You know, I, I was going to direct you to go. You can find it on in, in sure. his archives or something mm-hmm. like that. But anyway, what what really resonated with me about playing with Johnny Ace, playing behind him, because usually when we play with people like him and Howlin' Wolf and such, well, Howlin' Wolf was different. But with Johnny Ace, we would have to hold long, <laughs> uh, chordal kind of notes sure. behind him, <laughs> and he would sing his blues. But the interesting thing was that the beats were so long in between his 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 phrases that his blues were so slow that you could figure out calculus in between <laughs> those beats. So if you were a thinking young man, you could figure out a lot of stuff of what Bird was doing. And, uh, you know, I always thought that Bird, by having that kind of name, that he would fly over Gotham, Mecca, and he would, he would bless bless the, the thing and also keep the dharma up keep ble- he was ble- he was flying over blessing manhattan you see <laughs> so manhattan got got the blessing of a, a bird doing that so i got the blessing of, of johnny ace uh putting a, a microscope on that for me because i was able to to how do you say dissect you know uh, all all of that time between the beats and realizing that it has something to do with eternity and how we uh, approach that and how we find that and how we we um, develop our character mm-hmm. because character is very important. And Booker Little, 
who was a great genius and was my best friend in high school and also played in a lot of those contexts with me when we were very young. When I got to New York, Booker said, I want to jump into the fast lane. And Booker said, no, it's about character. So ultimately, it led me uh, very, very deeper. And I think Johnny Ace was a catalyst because when I played those long notes behind him, my, uh, how to say, I would use my mind. You know, the mind is a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. But I wouldn't let it... I wouldn't let my mind float out there and and entertain all kinds of erroneous thoughts. I would focus it on on looking at at time uh, measurements and 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 wondering how this guy could keep this thing together. Uh, he was very charismatic and he was very special and he could touch people with his music. And one day I was on a plane going from New York down to Memphis to visit my folks. And on that plane, uh, I ran into um, what's that young man's name who who uh, sang "Bridge Over Troubled Waters." Paul Simon. Paul Simon. Paul Simon was on the plane, and and he was on his way to Memphis, and he was just over the top to know that I'd play with Johnny Ace, and he was going down for a recording session with. Um, What's the singer's name, female singer, who was deep and who passed away? Uh, oh, I can't remember her name. You would know her. We we would all know her. Um, he was going down to, to witness ago? and to help if he could with, with her session. Oh, how long ago? Oh, he, that that event happened, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Oh, but, I... but she died maybe 10 years ago or so. Hmm. Uh, not mi- more than that. Uh, a Memphis area singer? Well, yeah, we're all from that. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. was someone who was popular in that in that blues milieu of, of the time. All right. Um, hmm. Well, I, I'm drawing a blank at the moment. Yeah, I am uh, too. Especially and, and, where it relates to Paul Simon. I, I well, well think... no, he 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 was he 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 had a thing for her like I have a thing for Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to. Get to New York to marry. I thought Billy Holiday was singing only to me. Oh, of course, it, it's, it's someone really. Uh, oh, I almost. I don't know if it's the one I'm thinking of. A song. Uh, this isn't sometimes. This is always. Uh, Earl, Who sang that? Earl Coleman with Charlie Parker. No, I know that. No, but it was a theme. I'm talking about a female. <laughs> this yeah, is that's always. Great. That's great that you knew that. that mm. Earl Co- I can hear Earl Coleman singing it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thank you. But don't you think Bird was really amazing that he had this uh, intelligence and, and, and could think at the speed of light? Oh, absolutely. Astonishing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So <laughs> I, so this thing that our program really should be on the upholding of the Dharma. I mean, <laughs> people, you know, I was also told, I don't know if you knew this or not, but it's 69, in 1969, I got off the bus and I left Manhattan and I went back to Cali where I had gone to school. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've spent a little time down in Malibu, but I found my way to Big Sur because I needed, I needed isolation because I was working on my character and such. But, but then I read somewhere in the ancient uh, writings of, of, of the wisdom of the ancients, that if someone has the calling 
or you know many are called but but few are chosen few are if, chosen. if someone mm-hmm. is chosen it it's like uh Somehow the world will be the pathway to your door, even if you're living in a cave somewhere. Well, I didn't find that experience, but I did find that, metaphorically, I think all this stuff is true that we're talking about here. And I don't know how it works on a telephone. I don't see how you could do what we're doing on a telephone. But I'm here in service, and so I'm I'm still following the thread of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And and if if you're still with me and, and, and it makes any sense to you, uh, I think that that something important is happening with our conversation, and that the thing that I brought up about Master Higgins leaving, and then this 9/11 thing happening a, a few months later, and then Ornette leaving, and then this thing with the church down in Charleston, and, mm-hmm. and my having been to to that Angel Oak tree, which is uh, on St. John's Island, which is just across the r- river there, somewhere the thing from from. Uh, uh, from Charleston, mm-hmm. and you think about Coltrane in Alabama, mm-hmm. you know, and Martin Luther King, and then another thing I think about is at the end of the '60s, things had turned dark. I think I had to go away. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. All this idealism and such, and 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 the the world was going to be a better place and stuff like that. You know how the world gets to be a better place, is don't you? I mean, of course you know. Uh, each of us have to be a better place, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I was just having cause to reflect with Ornette's passing that the first time I saw him was at the Newport Jazz Festival in July 1971, and I am so grateful that he was on the afternoon program at Newport because that night there was a riot while Dion Warwick was on stage singing What the World Needs Now is Love. And um, and the so-called hippies were there, um, you know, just outraged that they were being asked to pay money to to enter the grounds of the festival, and uh, and the riot brought the festival to a complete end. And, That's right. And, and you know, it's strange you mention that. You see, all this stuff is connected. I'm reading uh, this this guy Nate Chenin's book on on George Ween just right now. Because I I read a lot, and I'm I'm checking out history, and and and, and yeah, so that. That thing stopped the festival, and, and and it eventually ended. You know. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. yeah, but yeah. as you say, you're grateful that you heard Ornette. But notice that the 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 effulgence of what Ornette was bringing, and then this this riot thing, this thing happened. You know, and also misguided uh, young people. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes if you <laughs> use the word free people. It's like what's going on with our music now. You know, it's like. Uh, Gee, uh, I don't know, you know, what can I say? You you didn't know about the film, but our recordings, uh, people think they should get it for free now. And <laughs> oh, what's going right. to happen to the artists? You know, oh, we'd like man. to live in our lifetime with our creativity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear you. Uh, I don't understand that uh, at all. That's... Uh... Well, it came up with 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 thievery and and plunder and and you know this this internet thing is a uh, it's a wonderful tool, but uh, how about character and how about finding a, a way to uh, keep our artists among us and 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 if you don't and if you only rape and pillage, uh, I don't think we'll have a better world like that or it will even I you know most of us uh, live marginally anyway mm-hmm. and and how to say. Uh, uh, I'm not here crying the blues like that. I've been blessed, but at the same time, uh, it's a it's it's a blues that has no 
seemed to have no ending. There's no resolution. Precisely. You know, the Internet gave me the opportunity to watch you on Tavis Smiley earlier this morning. So that and so many other things. And I saw the image of you under the uh, under the oak, under the angel oak on your Facebook page today. And these are all beautiful, you know, direct moments of revelation and um, and illumination. And at the same time, I can remember 15 or more years ago arguing with people who thought that the internet was going to create a kind of worldwide panacea of democracy and equal access for all. And I thought just the opposite. It's just going to add more and more to the concentration of power, of wealth, and of ownership. And I'm afraid that's what we're seeing in, um, in, in a lot of ways. And I don't know if that applies to uh, each and every, uh, uh, you know, performance of music that occurs. But, um, you know, when you read the, you know, the earnings statements that people get off of Internet sales of things, it's like... It's uh, blasphemy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Terrible. So <laughs> you, you're right, you're right. And the, the, but, however, you, you found your way to, to the, the film because I mentioned you can use... See, it's like the mind. The mind is like a monkey. It just jumps all around all the time. However... If you harness it and use it as a tool, then it's fine. It's just this, this Internet. You can use it for a tool for us to find each other. You understand? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. But, but we, sh- we still need to have principle, and we still need to, to be mindful of our, of our character. And, and as I mentioned in passing earlier, uh, gee, I'm getting kind of revved up. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the, the, Go for it, man. How to say that. <laughs> that, um, gee, this world, it's a bridge, and you can't build a house on a bridge. We're passing through here, and we should do something to make it a better place and to leave something and to leave it a better place. Now, when you start talking about the the, the, the plunder and, and the concentration of wealth, and, and it, it's the same as it's always been, and even more extreme if, if you follow and if, and if you witness and you, you watch what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, I don't know how to express it. it it's, oh, man. I mean, they're not going to let you put this interview on the air, I'm sure. And you, you're going to have to Edit this thing or do whatever. I don't. I don't understand. But of course, maybe you live in 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 a republic of 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 north n- northern mass up there. Massachusetts has always been an interesting thing. Oh, I'll tell you something really interesting. I, mm-hmm. I don't. You, you've been around. What what is your age? May I ask? Sixty one. Oh, you're a baby. Yeah. You said you heard me fifty years ago. I don't know. You you couldn't have heard this stuff at eleven. Well, I heard it at twelve. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't know about that either. But anyway, uh, but you you were you were around to to hear some of. But here's the thing. I don't think that uh, I don't mean to bother you about age because <laughs> can you hear me? Okay. I sure can. Yeah. Uh, age has nothing to do with it, man. It, it uh, meaning that you know I feel younger than springtime. To tell you the truth, the music is always lit me up and given me something so so i i shouldn't be complaining about uh the businessman uh raping and plundering and carrying on uh but that, that's just the milieu and then if you follow it to its core and if you start looking at you know i've got a lot of in, indigenous uh blood in me n- n- so-called native american or whatever you mm-hmm. you 
your terms for that. But anyway, my, my great-great-grandmother was Sally Sunflower White Cloud, and she wouldn't. She refused to walk on that trail of tears when they were mm-hmm. stealing and plundering and taking folks' land and making them walk to Oklahoma and people dying along the way. Anyway, and she married my black grandfather, uh, who, uh, great-grandfather, who, who, well, that's too complicated, too, who, who was all mixed up, too, because his mother had been a slave in a house. She was bought at Ten years old, and and this this hmm. slave master was raping her and stuff like that. And then my great great grandfather pops out. You know, it's just it's all just what I'm getting at is that this stuff needs to stop at some point. But you know what? It, it's not just here. I love. Listen, I love our country. I mean, we're really blessed to be in this place. I travel around the world, and although I'm on our case. Uh, about all of this stuff. If you look around the world at, at rape and plunder, oh. uh, it's, it's even worse, you know. So, uh, I, but I'm not going to be thankful for what because this thing was founded under a notion of, uh, you know, of a higher ideal, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't see them living it. But the higher ideal notion comes with with a caveat that that again. Uh, some few masters will, will 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 lead the thing, and everybody else will have to dance to the music. Mm-hmm. And that's not music; that's uh, that's plunder. However, so here I am, a sensitive who heard music at a very out of the womb. I mean, I'm living in Memphis; that milieu is so strong. Sure. And 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 Tavis Smiley asked me, well, "What do you do? How do you play behind these people?" Hey. It's, it's my DNA, you know, I, I grew up in that. And so when you talk about the Chitlin Circuit and all that stuff, I know that backwards and forwards. But but here's the thing, you have to free yourself, you know, and you do that by educating yourself and, and also through your humanity and also, as I say in Dorothy's film at the end, I'm going to give you, you're not going to want to download it now because I'm going to tell you what I said at the end, which is... Is, is this the spoiler the, alert? Oh, you you should still watch it. It's deep. I know. I, I, do you have to get off the air? No, not, a, not at all. Anyway, I just said that the winds of grace are always blowing. We must set our sails high. Mm-hmm. Having said that, I'm still, uh, how to say, drunk with the music and also prepared to go down with the ship because uh, I believe in uh, what I'm doing. Mm. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Well, I thank you for your interest. Oh, it's boundless, believe me. Uh, love your music, and it's close to 50 years that I've been listening. Believe me when I say that, man. <laughs> oh, go ahead but, on. Go but, you know, I, 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 don't, I, like that. I don't know if you can relate to this, but I've got to that age now where I start thinking, oh, my God, that was so-and-so many years ago. Yeah, same and, I was just thinking about <laughs> something like that, and, and, and I keep getting these 50-year-old things and stuff like that. Did we ever come up with who the singer was? No. No, I haven't. Uh... Well, I almost had her. I don't know why. You know, that's the other thing about the mind. I can be talking. I've got a friend that I've known for 50, 60 years, and and we we speak on the phone a lot. I I don't talk to folks much, but I'll speak to this guy because it's it's very deep. Oh, wow. We could go on and on and on. Maybe you should set up something to have me come to UMass or somewhere and we sit down and have a have a, one of those Chautauquas or something oh, and, man, and we, can, would... we can hash out and talk about 
these ideals and, and, and such. Mm. Anyway, uh, I have some, I'm blessed with some information, and I, I'm happy to pass it on uh, because I lived again when giants roamed the earth, and I, I'm now uh, still, um, I still have beginner's mind, and I'm still, uh, how to say, uh, dreaming of a better world, and I can do it in the sound, and that's what that's what I keep doing. I keep reconstructing and changing the molecules when we play and uh you asked me a question you know it was the 80th anniversary of the village vanguard recently and mm-hmm. somehow jason moran he was curating that thing that week there right. and he brought me in a, 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 on on my birthday march 15th and i played and i remember we hadn't played that because he wasn't you know he plays with me a lot well, he's been playing with me for several years now. Mm-hmm. But they all, everybody gets busy and, and such with their calendar. And so I have to sometimes take other people out. And, and then those relationships develop. Like I have a wonderful relationship with a young pianist, Gerald Clayton now, and a young bassist, Joe Sanders, and, and the drummer that Eric Harlan brought me, Kendrick Scott. So oh. so more young people, ideal idealists who... I, who want to be with me, and and we keep walking this road. And so, although Eric and but at the Vanguard, it was the quartet with Eric Harlan, Ruben Rogers, and Jason Moran, mm-hmm. and and so we played my music that night. And I rehearsed during the day some movements of, of this Wild Man Dance, which is a wonderful recording that that was made made in the spirit. Of, I had this commission from this Polish festival to do do this work, and uh, I finally got around to doing it. And it just was sheer sheer elixirs just flowing from from through me. <laughs> and so, but I I I played some of the new movements there with them because I was very moved to do that. Uh, and so, you just inspired me to to bring it forward because. I don't know what I'm going to play. You know, I used to play with Cannonball Adderley, and we'd play these colleges, and uh, we were getting off the chitlin' circuit, and he, you know, he had notoriety and like mm-hmm. that. So we'd play colleges, and so they would say, "Well, uh, what what are you going to play, Mr. Adderley?" And he said, "Listen, lady, I feel if we don't know what we're going to play, we sure can't tell you." <laughs> you know, because he would check the vibes out as we were playing it, and he would, you know, he would modulate to another place and and like that so mm-hmm. um i think music is really wondrous it, I, it saved my life uh, can can you imagine uh mm-hmm. i don't think i would have been uh bill russell or, or will chamberlain but mm-hmm. I, I sure think in the music i think bird touched me in lady day and prayers and train and and nuke rollins but i had the beautiful uh benefit of being out there in, in cali with ornette and uh, I had a best friend in California too, Scott Lafaro. I don't know oh, if you remember oh, him. Wonderful bassist. Huh. He was from somewhere like Geneva, New York, or That's somewhere right. up yep. there, Rochester, uh-huh. somewhere. Geneva. Uh-huh. But he moved out to Cali, and we became great mm. friends. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so, but Booker Little was the most uh, amazing person that I've known because mm. at 23 he was a realized soul when he got out of here and mm. here he was at 22 telling me about character I checked into the Alvin Hotel when I first got to New York in 1960 60, and he said to me 
where are you staying? And he was playing that night across the street at Birdland. I said, Booker, I'm here. And he said, great, because we're from the same town. He said, where are you staying? I said, at the Alvin. He said, no, you're not. He said, pack your bags. And he took me home. I'm, gee, I'm telling you all this stuff that's in the film. Watch Dorothy's film. You, you'll you be touched by it. And and uh, obviously you're talking to me because the concert is coming up. Please tell the sensitives to come out. We'll be bringing it. It's not sleepy time down south. It's, it's about... Uh, uh, to awaken to find your mm. deep inner spirit because mm-hmm. we're all spirits on a human journey and again as I keep saying we're just passing through here and don't don't get confused I don't understand how the 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 plunderer the 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 one who who these people these few business people who reach this higher rung what what they're doing and how they don't manifest to know that we're we're all here, and I I do suppose I have to applaud that guy uh, Warren Buffett to say that you know you have to leave leave stuff, but I don't know who, what what their idea of leaving stuff is. But I I, I guess I'm trying to get at um, <laughs> this is a small planet and there are many solar systems, and I think we need to be honor this planet and and not destroy it. That's the thing. How can you be so intent on fossil fuel that you would not realize, don't get me wrong, I have to get on a plane to get to you. <laughs> I understand that. So it's it's confusing, but sure. what I'm saying is, it's way past time. It's I used to have a song called It's Getting Late. It's way way past time for us to wake up and, and, and find uh, a solar way to live uh, mm-hmm. or a way that that has to do with uh, uh, awakening, not to destroy the planet and and the animals and the environment. Right around where I live, they've just had another oil spill, and and hundreds of thousands of of fossil fuel things have gone into the sea, and and it's killed all these animals around here, and it mm-hmm. just hurts me so much, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop carrying on. I think you've got the message. Uh, do what you can do, uh, and uh, hopefully I'll see you up there, Tom, when we come. And uh, I think it's an enlightened notion that these young men of Wilco have something to do with this. And the same thing happened with my going to Bonnaroo. Some mm-hmm. young people uh, from a Nigerian uh, uh, band now that's appreciated big in England called uh, William Onyebar. And, and, mm-hmm. and there's a guy in Nigeria who had, who who... Anyway, it's called. Anyway, they invited me to play. So sixteen musicians up there on the stage, and they're carrying on, and they wanted me to come in solo. And do you know that they had had Pharaoh Sanders with them before, and and oh, Ornette wow. had been invited to that festival and stuff like that. So every now and then, I would look at at at, at the the playing field and realize that some people care, and uh, an enlightened notion would be good for us all to be aware of. And uh, God bless. You us all and i thank you for your interest and uh like that any other further questions oh man i could go on for another uh okay well while uh, here, then you'll I... have to uh, get some grant or get something or get some way for us to come up there okay. and, right. and spend time doing that because you could be a catalyst because you know a lot about this stuff yeah. and uh information keeps pouring through mm-hmm. here all right charles well thank you so Take much care. for your time all today we'll see you next weekend at mass mocha solid Bye-bye. sound ciao